this week. <laughs> God, now oh, I know, now I know what Ryan. Up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just on my phone. I'm like, I was going to say we are assaulting a cross, and I'm like, no, that's not what he wrote. Okay. <laughs> Second fucking take, right? Yeah, I know, Brian. If you're you'll be listening to the fucking bloopers at oh, one point. Oh no, he's gonna you, hear you this at the top of the episode. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, relish in your fucking in your in your laughter. All right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the War Movie Review Podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. This week, we assault across the Asanzo with Francesco Rossi's 1970 Italian Great War epic, Many Wars Ago. As always. As always. <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay he didn't he didn't type that i don't know i'm like a fucking news anchor man i don't know what to fucking say yeah no it's me uh so um this week we're joined by myself mike b mike a yo yo and nate good job mike b actually not no sarcasm that's actually a really good job i no, i do this is give why you're an, doing it i'm not so don't worry like this is why just give me an yeah, f for yeah, effort yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. i request but anyway um Brian has uh, got some stuff that came up this week, so he's not going to be joining us, but we're still going to deliver uh, on this film, which was very interesting, to say the least, yes. in my opinion. Yes, and it wasn't, like, bad. It's not... Uh, no, no, not yeah, in a bad no. way. No, uh, it was just to, different. To put, to put a timestamp you know? on this, Hanging in Road just released today, and uh, re-editing that, man, that movie made me angry. <laughs> That, uh, it sucks. Do you still yeah. feel that way? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Still, no, yeah. no, no. We're we're still at. I'd rather smash my nuts with a wooden mallet status. <laughs> to, to quote to quote you from for Midway. Yeah. yeah the, no. Pound them flat. Yeah, pound them flat. <laughs> That's what I like. Yeah. Pound them yeah. flat. Yes, we are. Yeah. All the juice we is are, out we of are it. Pan, <laughs> we are pancake status on my nuts on hyena red. So, yeah. No, it, it. I I uh. But to get off that trash fire, fuck. Um. No, this movie it was it was really interesting. So so going so going off of everything that we've been doing, um, this was a big breath of fresh air, and it reminded me kind of like how we were surprised mm -hmm. with uh, Ungentlemanly Act. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yep. I had the same feelings. Um, yeah. Yeah. These, like, same. These like hidden gems that you just you know uh, that, that surprise you. Yeah. yeah. And I've never I've never heard of this movie. Ever. Me neither. Oh, yeah. me either. It was. Yeah. It was. It was really like I was. I was. Now I. I will admit I watched it for free on YouTube with the you know uh, warp stabilization to make sure it was never get I, taken I, down. Did you do the same thing, Mike? I watched the exact. Okay. Same yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I actually I because the subs were not working for me. The subtitles were not working for yeah. me on YouTube. I was like, Brian, do you have a link for this? Like, in a totally legit anywhere yeah, yeah, else yeah. streaming service. You know, and um, he's like, uh, no, but I just watched it on Prime and it's on Amazon yeah. Prime currently oh, yeah, when, yeah, when okay, we're making yeah. this. And so I paid the two bucks. I rented it. I'm like, it's either going to be worth it or not. But for the podcast, it's worth it. Um, it was a lot more clear than the version on YouTube, yes. like yes. picture wise. 
So I actually, it was worth the two bucks for me. I don't give a shit. I'm going to spend two bucks on dumber shit. This, I did not regret spending two bucks. Just kind of a little teaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not regret spending the two bucks to rent I, it and watch I, it. I, but, I, uh, I will say it, it yeah. boosts, if, if, it, if it holds anything to it, if Mike A and myself are saying it's really good on a warp stabilization, zoomed in mm-hmm. shot with subtitles that kind of worked, kind of didn't. I, I, and I, well, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be high for me. So. Yeah, well, now that I know it's on Prime, yeah. I'm probably going to go watch it again the right way. So, because yeah, yeah, it's I actually it on that warp stabilizer yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, and I feel sorry for you because like it's 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 so it's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, for especially being 1970, so uh, an ungentlemanly act was 92, correct? correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got you know 22 years of difference there, or no, yeah, 22 yeah. years. And I, I, I can math sometimes, uh, but this, so when I saw the date on it, to be honest, completely honest with you, when I saw the date and I saw like the title and everything and what it was about, I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be another fucking sixties and seventies war movie. Yeah. Which in some parts, some respects some, it was, some but, of it was, but yeah, like the sound effects and shit, but the macro level shit was actually really well done. And, there was um, obviously we're gonna get into. I have this. Oh, sorry, I hit the hit the mic. We're gonna get into uh, the similarities and the actual historical accuracy of uh, Stanley Kubrick's yeah. uh, Paths of Glory, which we've already yes. done, yeah. right? But this is the same year, different country, different scenario, different front, different people, but very similar stuff historically speaking. So we'll get into that and. It had a lot of uh, the same kind of themes and, and 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 echoes of that, but it was still its own film. Like it wasn't just a direct ripoff of Paths of Glory. No. You know there was, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it was, yeah, it was, and that's kind of when I started to see the theme. I'm like, oh god, are they gonna are they gonna fucking just rip it off? They that's did not. What I thought was happening, I, I was like, oh my god, is this gonna be Italian Paths of Glory? You know, right. Yeah. And then then you get to it, and it's like. Oh no, it's actually original and it's actually keeping with the historical accuracy because uh, like Brian's Brian told me it was based on a memoir, right? An Italian soldier's memoir or Italian officer, I don't know who it was, but somebody uh wrote this memoir and then it became a film. I, I'm sure it was a book first, of course, but like uh and that's why it made it it made it so much different yet similar because this did these events in this film actually happened. So that was really cool. So, um, what, uh, Mike, what did you think just overall, like your first few minutes in like, or I will say like 20 minutes of watching this. Okay. What did you think? Well, I, I love the, the, the tone and like the, the, the overall look of it and everything like that. I felt, it, it felt very cold to me. Like the movie just felt so cold. Um, which I thought was great. And the atmosphere and everything like that. Um, I saw what was going on, you know, pretty early on where he says, oh, you know, who, who, uh, did that, you know, who, who's did that shoot that soldier right now. And then the guy has to kind of like fake it and make, you know, all this stuff up. I thought, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I'm getting, you know, Paz of Glory vibes here with this general character. I don't know if he was a general or, or what, I think he was a general. Um, I, the, yeah, the I think he lead- was a general. Yeah. Right. The main leader of the army, you know? Um, and, uh, so that's what I was getting, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I just I love the uh, the 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 feel of everything. Um, 
I uh, the, the the trenches and all that stuff. Like I say, it felt so cold to me, and um, just the relentless uh, battles that were taking place. So relentless that at one point the enemy even stops and says, "Stop running into our machine guns! Like, what are you doing?" Um, yeah, that's a yeah, <laughs> yep. That part I loved, um, and uh, yeah, I I mean I only watched it once, um, which was like a couple weeks ago. I want to watch it again though, but uh, I I would definitely recommend it. I thought it was very well done, and I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Nate, um, yeah, I mean like there were a ton of um, really interesting moments that you know for me I. I I I I haven't watched a lot of World War One movies. It's it's um it's actually a, a a like a theater I don't necessarily want to watch in movies. Also, most World War movies suck. That's ass. why I, that's I'm just going to say that right now. Say was it, and it's because most of them suck ass. And they don't have the best track record. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just and it's just and it's always like the same kind of theme and the tone and everything. So. So going into this, I'm like, okay, like, what's this going to be? And, you know, again, you know, you had mentioned the same kind of feeling as Pass of Glory. And I was going, okay, is it going to go that way where we have inept, you know, leadership all the way down to where guys ground to make the call and the privates and the corporals and the sergeants are all the wicked shafted, you know, through the whole entire movie. And, um, you know, it was very, very interesting to go in and see, you know, not necessarily a tr- there was a trench, but not traditional trench. It wasn't the Somme trench kind of stuff. It's completely different. It's 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 um, the mountains on the border of, I believe, what, Austria and Italy. What is now Slovenia, Slovenia. Okay. from what I understand, from what I understand. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's in like. Yeah, it's way north and east of okay. Italy. Yeah, su- super rocky. Terrain. Yeah, yeah, and that's yes. kind of like you know that that's 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 that my my history knowledge is I know that happened, but I don't know that much about that era and that location. And I know that was horrendous mountain fighting, horrendous from what I understand. And so going in and having a movie based on that, you know, I went into this cold. I didn't I didn't look up anything on Wikipedia. I didn't look up on anything on a summary or cliff notes uh you know brian threw us the title and that was what i went with and uh you know it was very very interesting to you know see to see how that kind of shaped up and how that worked and so it was just very surprising to see what they could do within that within that location and that and that involvement and it just was really really cool and for me personally, I didn't get all of the context with language because I was watching it on a on a way that just wasn't giving me a hundred percent accurate information. Yeah, but, yeah, but like yeah. you know, the fact that I didn't have to have that, and I could still no. follow it and love it and really really understand it, and like you know, I could get the gist of what was happening if one or two lines didn't come out in English. So, you know, that alone should say something about this movie. And I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's it's in a 1970s film, you kind of expect this cadence to happen. And it, I wasn't getting that same cadence. That's normally like the, the normal no. kind of like drudge of 1970s mm-hmm. war movies, you know, in particular. So it, I was really, really liking it. And um, I guess for me to mention one of my favorite one of my really funny or not funny sorry one of my favorite parts funny for me because i had never seen this or heard of it i mean i heard of armor especially in mountain fighting in world war one right but the suits right. of armor they made these like yeah that know, they just walk yeah in. these like you know 
Teutonic Knights kind of thing, you know, <laughs> like it was. Yeah, they look like well, lighthouses. It, yeah. Well, and so so that 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 to me, from what I know, was a little bit kind of overdone. They didn't just walk out there; right. they would like use them. And so there's a lot of raids that happen at night. Yeah, you know, for obvious reasons. But um, no, the actual introducing that and showing that the Italians were actually experimenting with. Well, and, and all sides actually were experimenting with medieval armor and how to incorporate that into what is now the modern warfare because right. it's so much different. It's very it's very ranged, very distanced. Um, and they they legitimately tried, the Italians especially, they came up with some weird shit. And, I mean, Battlefield 1, of course, if you go look at that, but, like, there's more to it than Battlefield right. 1. Like, they, the Americans, the Brits, the French, the Germans, the Austro-Hungarians... We're all trying to figure out, okay, how can we just make guys kind of invincible, right? To arrows is what they kind of were, the generals were thinking of this as, like arrows. You know, like, it seems that way, even if they weren't, it seems like they thought that bullets were arrows. So it's like, okay, let's just put these guys in a shitload of really heavy, cumbersome armor and have them just walk towards with, the enemy. And these with, bullets like With like angles what? of deflection, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but like that, that, that doesn't no. happen with fucking no, I with know. bullets. Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 It's like so those helmets that they actually used in this film. I don't know that the medieval inspiration because I'm not an expert on that, but I know for a fact they were so tall and so big they're made to look ominous, right? Which is actually still a thing in World War One. You're made to look ominous. The the bigger you are, the 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 more scary your shit looks. It's exactly, um, but practically like. Any engineer, anybody like that would, or any soldier would be like, yeah, one bullet's going to go on there and send a bunch of fucking frag into this guy's head yeah. and he's going to die. <laughs> and one, even if it doesn't, even if it's not a direct hit, it's just going to send a bunch of shit into his head and it's going to be hot. He can't see jack shit. And that's unfortunately with a lot of guys, not a lot of guys, but like some guys uh, from all sides died because these fucking idiots that were never at the front and never experienced this shit were like, well, let's just use armor. Mm -hmm. It worked in the medieval times. It can work now. Yeah. Let's just use the same fucking materials. It's like, well, you have these things called high-powered fucking, you know, projectiles. Very fast, very small, metallic projectiles that can go right through that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a clash of generations. I, I, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I think Brian even mentioned at one point we were talking about World War One. He said like this was the World War One. This was like the the very very end of like the gilded age of warfare correct you know and it's correct. like stuff like that really shows that and um, well and even even if they were smart enough to like not think that there were arrows like even some musket balls even rifled musket balls mm -hmm. might have velocity to punch through steel mm -hmm. as just you know solid lead projectiles but when you jacket those bullets with copper which is a, a harder metal than lead mm -hmm. And they're moving at a velocity that's very fast compared to a black or a musket or a black powder projectile in general. Even with the, with a Mauser 1870 rifle, like the 11 millimeter cartridge, it's still black powder. It's still a big fucking heavy projectile made of lead moving at not a super fast speed, but fast enough to fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not wearing any armor, but I think that's what these guys, and like you said, it's a class of generations because a lot of the, the, the officers and the, like the higher up officers had fought in the Franco-Prussian war, mm -hmm. you know, or, or had experience around that time in 1870, 1880, all that stuff. Even some British officers, you know, that were in uh, Africa, Vettel Rooks drift, you know, all that shit. 
very heavy, slow, slower moving lead projectiles versus extremely fast moving, smaller uh, caliber, uh, copper jacketed or metal jacketed, cuper nickel in some cases, bullets that can go through steel like it's no, nobody's business. Right. It's not just gonna yeah, it's just gonna fucking hit them. It's gonna go through. Did I just did I just so. hear Cooper Nick Cooper nickel? Cooper nickel. Okay. Yep. Uh yeah, so it's like Cupra is like when when you're describing you're, you're, copper mixed okay, with something. Okay, so you're not saying copper all weird in your Wisconsin accent. That's okay. No, 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 no. Cooper nickel is like it's like um oh what the fuck? I can't think of another example right now, but like yeah, it's copper and nickel, but like nickel is is mixed in with there to make it a little bit stronger. It's more gotcha. of an alloy. It's more yeah. silver. But um uh, Cooper nickel means like copper mixed with something okay. else, and in this case nickel. Cool. So, it, well, you know, to, to kind of so, jump off of what you said, it's like, you know, there's such a huge technological, that's not a word, technological, technological gap yep. within, within you know, the two from the last war to World War One. Yes. Know, and just, yes. just, I mean, you know, machine guns alone were just a concept. Oh, yeah. You know, the the, the war previous or whatever the, the last major one would have been. Um, I think what it would have been the Gatling gun. Maybe. Yeah, that, that came out during the Civil yeah. War, the American Civil War. Uh, but like that still it was devastating. But again, there's a lot of maintenance and it's also slow, slow moving, moving, very heavy position, large project, very yep. cumbersome yep, to yep. move and cumbersome to load <clears throat> and prone to malfunctions. And, and the projectile itself is like very soft. slow moving, soft. heavy. Yeah, yeah exactly. In, in, soft, in compared to the Cooper nickel, you know, Cooper, yeah. You can just say jacketed. Yep, jacketed, jacketed bullets. But like, yeah. no, the jacketed bullet that actually does make a difference because that can go yeah. through armor. And then, and like, and, what do you think armor no, piercing exactly. is? No, exactly. No, I, I, and then, yeah. and then you also yep. have, um, and correct, you're, you're, you're a lot, whole lot knowledgeable of this time frame and the development of weaponry at this point. But wouldn't locking mm. lugs rifles be new too? No, they were not new. Uh, those happened in the late 1880s. Okay. Like yeah. the, the ones we know today, like so you've got the 1889 um, but, Belgian but, but, Mauser, but, but major wars though. That's what I mean. No, no, no okay. So uh, let's just let's just nip okay. that in the bud too. Is like so major wars from 1880, we'll say eight, mm -hmm. right until 1914. Major wars, not really. Wars, yes, yeah, smaller skirmish, wars like uh, that were fought, skirmishes. like the Russo-Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. War of 1905. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the U S the Spanish American war, yep. right. You know, 1898 to 1901, right, yeah, yeah. or if you ask some 1909, yeah. but whatever, um, the, the, uh, banana wars, uh, like there was wars going on with, but they weren't to the scale that the first world war ended up right. being yeah, yeah. with all these munitions or all the, all these arms and munitions in one place at one yeah. time. And creating devastating wouldn't, results. Wouldn't the equivalent of that have been the Napoleonic Wars? What do you mean by the equivalent? Just in of? the scale. The well in Europe. Well, in Europe, yes. Um, but it was also fought differently. Like so the Napoleonic Wars, like you had you were still using flintlock muskets, right? right? Uh, the tactics had changed a bit. The factions, it was, it, it was getting different. Yeah. You had more, more artillery. Again, I'm not an expert. At all this is just my base, basic Same bitch level yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. of it. But here's the thing is the Napoleonic Wars. Um, 
they would have a massive battle and then everybody would go home literally right, yeah. they go they go back home versus, until until they were right. told to come back versus the first world war it's like no we're here until it's done yeah that is, you know you say that and that see see and that and that's that's where my see my history starts at world war one forward i really don't have that much knowledge prior so that's why i ask these questions well, well because, same yeah. to be honest to be honest it's like because yeah, it's the farther i go yeah. back yeah i mean it's 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 so hard to go back it's not i mean it's not hard i should say but it's like it's it's us as americans it's also hard to go back even further because we don't really have other than the civil war and the revolutionary war it's hard for us to kind of engage on the europe no well, for me for I, I me personally with that. that yeah, yeah. for you personally yeah maybe perhaps and like I get that too, but it's like, it's, 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 um, it, it, being a historian of any level, amateur to completely expert, it's a matter of like, okay, how much time and effort do you have to specialize on one particular yeah, event, time period, or whatever? And it's like, that's why I ask somebody if they're like, yeah, I'm a historian. I'm like, what time period and what subject do you specifically focus right. on? And some people that I've met, it's literally one, not even a conflict, because like, history is not just right. war war is a huge part of it but like they go no i i study this and this and it's a very short period of history but it's ex it again everything's a fucking rabbit hole yeah it's like imagine imagine i mean, I mean look how much we've talked about just the subject alone just within the last 20 minutes so yeah <laughs> oh right right but it's like imagine taking taking two years of just average life in say boston or or paris yeah. Or or Baghdad or, or 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 Mumbai, it's like imagine taking two years of history, all the shit that happens in there, and you have to try and decipher what went on in those two years or or however long you want to go for, it's it's impossible, right? And so I think guys like you and I and Michael are like jack of a lot of trades, master of none. Yeah, we get very specialized in certain things, but it's like at a point you overextend yourself. And so that's why it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant here, but I think it's very relevant for people to hear this. Why, you know, and then we're going to go back to analyzing the film because this is very relevant yes. to this because a, mo a lot of people do not know about or analyze world war one because it's quote unquote, so far ago and or so far back, you know, whatever so long ago. And I have a problem with that because it's not that long yeah. ago and it's not that unrelatable. And, you know, whatever. So, but yeah, it's that, that's kind of my, my observation, my opinion on people um, and historians alike doing certain subjects and like talking about right. them. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the film, um, I, uh, I have to say one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, uh, and this is again, mirroring, um, mirroring uh what's it called uh paths of glory is when paths the glory, general yeah. is going down the trenches like inspecting everything and uh but he stops and you know everyone is just like fucking miserable you know and uh he stops and he's like show me your bayonet for this one soldier you know and he pulls out he's like yep there it is and he goes yep what's written on that bayonet and he goes I don't know <laughs> the, rust yeah yeah rust and uh, yeah and then he shows it to the to the lt and he's like, you, we, you're an officer. What's written on? He's like, uh, I, I don't know what. And he's like, victory, goddammit. Like, yeah. He's like trying to make a point. You know, he's like trying to make this big, like, you know, uh, patriotic, you know. Uh, speech. Uh, yeah, speech yeah. inspiring moment. And everyone's just like, 
whatever. <laughs> it's rust. You're going to gig us for the rust. You're going to yell at us because we have rust on our, you know, one guy had a spot of rust on his bayonet. Right. Yeah. That's what they're thinking. And he's thinking, no, this is a, this is a time to motivate the troops. Right. Yes. And they're just like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I like that part a lot. And then right after that, oh, yeah. he, tell, he makes a guy stand up and get shot by a sniper. And then he comes up to him and what is it? He gives him something. Gives or, him a coin yeah. for, gives for, him a, coin. for right. a glass yep. of wine. Right, yeah. He's like, he's yeah, pretty that's, much that's dead. Her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. It's like what? What do you? What the fuck? Like, but that 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 proves that the stupidity of um, specifically European officers at that point, mm-hmm. right, coming in from the old world and bringing their old world bullshit in with this modern warfare. They just didn't get that it. Were, yeah. that, that, it's a generational yeah, that gap. Were outdated yep. either either in, in a cultural generational wise or a te- technological wise <laughs> as well. You know, with the with the new weaponry being able to reach out harder and faster and everything. And then right. also like the weird like yep. you know honestly I saw a lot of like cultural generational gap as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and in that same scene that you're talking about is the general gets up and he's like, oh, I'm brave. Because he knows those guys, they're not going to hit him in the first couple shots. He no. knows that. And he do- they don't. And then he goes, you get up there. And then they're like, well, they're just going to adjust their fucking aim. And like, they're going to hit this guy. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is they fire two shots and this guy doesn't move. Because what they had said before then, right before this scene, is you're better off dead than being here. Mm, yeah. So he's like, you know, wounded. Yeah. Yep, I, I I can get the fuck away if I die. I die, I don't give a fuck because it's so shitty. And like that, I think that actually comes through a lot in this film. Is like it's shitty. Like it's not the the trenches on the western front that you're thinking of. It's it's you know that mo- or not that you're thinking of, but like most people think of. It's this shitty little shallow trench in these mountains in the Sanzo area up in northeast Italy, or what is now Italy, and it's just fucking miserable like what are we doing yeah every time we attack everybody dies every time we send out a patrol everybody dies again so much so that the enemy eventually stops and says stop doing what you're doing you're just killing that scene was pretty fucking powerful i thought i think yeah Yeah. because it's like yeah they're, they're sitting there going just stop and then the one guy tries to you know say all right this is it this is when we actually have the coup and we have we have the fucking mutiny and then he just gets shot by his own guys. And it's like, yeah, everybody thinks it's, I mean, at the gates only, you know, the Soviets. No, they did that in World War One. They did that a lot because the French experienced the same shit around what well, was in the same year. Because by 1917, everybody was so fucking sick of the incompetence of their upper leadership um, that they were just like, fuck it. If we're going to die by their hands or our, our, our own hands, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, like, what does it matter? Die either way. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was really, it was really kind of cool to see that. And it wasn't overdone. I don't think, you know, I mean, I think, yeah, I didn't think so either. I, I, uh, you know, I can, I'm, I usually like, I'm, I'm, I said, I think I'm a pretty, uh, you know, uh, I can be a pretty tough crowd in some cases. And I really like roll my eyes a lot, you know, easily when it comes to overdoing stuff, but no, I never felt it here. This movie felt very subtle to me uh in in many ways right so there was no uh 
I mean, what are you laughing at, Nate? <laughs> there's, there's, there's no pound nuts flat with a wooden mallet moment. No, there's yeah, none yeah, of that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. There's story. no. Yeah, my nuts. Yeah, there's no. My nuts were intact. Yeah, there's no. There's movie. no cliche till it hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We got it. We got it. We finally. We finally got it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, Nate. Nate. What do you comment about that whole scene where? Um, you know, I it it was it was I I I was not expecting that actually. I was not expecting um like in the middle of the skirmish to then be a full blown mutiny. You know, you expect the cliches again. I think it comes down to the same. I'll 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 kind of comment the same way I said about ungentlemanly act. It's like that release of tension, but in a completely different way. You know, mm-hmm. I. I I I I thought a, a moment of that was the section fourteen uh, lookout hole. At least that's what it was translated. To oh me. oh yeah, you know the yeah. whole ass- yeah. almost assassinating the general with. Well, oh, let, let, let's get okay. into that. Let's get into that because I'm glad you brought that up. So. Within the filmmaking process, somebody somewhere said, yeah, like literally if you, if you open that fucker up, this, this is the best Austro-Hungarian sniper in the world, right? And they showed that with a cigarette, whatever. And all of a sudden they open it up and that sniper knows that guy is going to do more damage than I can shooting him. You know, it's kind of like the very symbolistic and the very strategic I, 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 when I, when I got, when I saw that, I immediately knew and I was like, oh, cause then afterwards when he, the general left and then he put the stick up and he shot the stick, that's the Austro-Hungarian sniper going, yeah, you guys are yeah, fucked because of your yeah, own guys. Because you guys are you charging know? us and dying and dying and dying was, and dying. Like, that was fucking insane. You know, I, I love that part. Where, yeah, that yeah. was really good, but it was subtle enough to where it's like, it's not unrealistic because again, do you want to shoot the guy that's doing the most damage to your enemy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, and and again, it's 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 that it's that outlook of you know think also also thinking like this, you know, the the best uh, you know sniper on the other side is constantly watching and viewing and observing oh, yeah. the other side, and it really yep. does comment on you know those guys can study and see what the best things are. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you, again, it comes down to the movie releasing the tension in a completely different way than you're expecting. And I, and I think that yeah. that is really prevalent in this film. Um, I was also not expecting the guy's jaw to be shot off in that one scene too. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. It was impressive. It was, impress- it was a very impressive physical effect, sorry, practical effect, physical as well, but practical effect Um, in 1970s. Yeah to actually look yes. good and impressive yeah. and convincing and i mean now the the bolt the the the, the squib or the demo hits next to him with the handgun were off time that was the one thing that pulled me out of it but uh, but yeah. you know like you know yeah. again you were 80 yeah. percent there on selling me this you know like you know but like again it's like even that not w- quite being on time again that's nitpicky as shit the same things we had with ungentlemanly act it was the small little things we're like yeah we'll technically we can nail them with that but you know yeah but the rest of it's good you can overlook a good, those a good concept things, is you know? still a good concept yeah and, exactly. and it, they really i mean that, i mean that that i was like wow god damn like i had to like rewind it and watch it because i was kind of like 
I wasn't phasing in and out. I was just multitasking, and it it pulled yep. pulled me back into it. You know, because I'm I because I because I watched the guys going like, bleh, bleh, right. yeah, that's very bleh. that's that's the expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the old school <laughs> yeah. The thing, throw yeah. throw the hands up yeah. and go bleh. But you know, but but, but then but then I saw that I went oh okay, let me rewind that let me watch this section real quick again you know yeah seventies seventies movies will occasionally surprise you like that um you'll, yeah you'll be watching a seventies movie and you're like oh yeah I can tell this is fake and then all of a sudden something will pop up I remember when I saw a movie I don't like but uh, when I saw Catch Twenty Two there's a moment in that movie that's like that where um someone gets they try to pick someone up and their shirt rips and their guts just come out. That's not yeah. that's not the George Clooney Catch Twenty Two thing. No, no, I'm talking about the original from 1971. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't yeah. know there was an original. That's, sorry, you said 1970s movie. That should have connected in my brain. Sorry, I, yeah, I'm 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 tired today. Sorry, it's all yeah. good, dude. Yeah, the yeah the uh, Catch Twenty Two was originally uh, the first film adaptation was from 1971 with Alan Arkin and uh, yeah, there's a it's a it's a goofy like parody you know like movie from the 70s about war but uh there's one moment where someone tries to pick someone up and their shirt rips and their guts just like fall out and it looks really real yeah it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's like jesus <laughs> christ i was not expecting yeah. that in this this movie <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing yeah eventually 70s movies will occasionally have stuff like that that jumps out at you it's like jesus christ that was insane what'd you guys think about the acting overall well um you know it's kind of hard because um italian movies i don't know why there's a reason for this but they did adr in all their movies up until like 1980 something and i don't know mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, nate do you know yeah that? i i do um it's um i had just watched james may's like in italy special and he explained it actually it's like it has to be a regional i think um uh um language of 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 italian i think it has to be a very specific one i think or or it has to be completely redubbed it's one of the two um but that is a thing they've 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 had to do and they still do and i don't know what the reason is other than just it being a formality um it does it does kind of take it away um yeah. but i mean we still like the movie so it's not too it's no, not too I, bad I, like i like I say, in terms of the acting, this there was this movie seems very subtle to me. Again, I think my favorite character was probably the fucking uh, the the general that you hate, you know, because he's so just disconnected and just delusional about everything. And uh, I liked his performance a lot, to where he's just so deadpan, yeah. you know, about everything. He, he also doesn't overdo it, you know no. what I mean? Like no, he that's the thing. He's not he, like like in Paz of Glory, the general is like very animated and stuff like that, which is fine. It works for that character, yes. but this is very much more subtle and. And right reserve, which i like it's a lot more believable i think yeah. like uh in my opinion but like it's because he's just so and then you've got you know he's talking to and then oh so what did you think about the uh the guy that played the major the guy with the uh, goatee um say, that he, ends up getting shot by yeah, his own guys. The guy with the glasses um yep yeah i like that scene a lot i thought that was well earned um there was a there, I, yeah, there, there was a lot more threatening to kill you kind of thing in this uh, i'm glad you brought the or at least that's to segue into that it's like i wasn't expecting that much we will freaking just kill you yeah like it's, it's pretty up in your face yeah <laughs> like like that guy who's tied up and he pulls the pull out and he still runs with the cap him in the leg and pull him back tie him back up and shoot him 
Like, and that whole scene's just going. Now, the music's definitely – okay, okay. Oh, the, the music is nineteen seventies yeah. movie, especially. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm agree. sorry, I'm gonna say it. Uh, it goes off, and all, that's all I just want to say. <laughs> when the moon meets your eye, like a big piece of pie. That's all I could hear. That's a more. That's a more. That's that? all I could hear is like, these guys are getting tied up and shot. I'm like, I can go for a pizza at a family Italian restaurant right now. That's <laughs> about what's going on. Mandolin. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yeah, nothing, nothing makes me more hungry for pizza than fucking death. <laughs> and fucking Dude, and fi- yeah. firing squad makes me hungry for lasagna, man. What can I say? Just well, like, that's that's lovely. People getting shot and cut to Nate watching, just like. <laughs> oh, they actually use real eggplant oh, in this. Yeah, fucking oh. A, man. These guys are oh. legit. Yeah. yeah. But like, go ahead, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead and fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, like, yeah. like you know, it's, it's American Italian food. It's just not even close to real Italian food. But no, it's it's right. oh no, it's, no 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 it's it, it was it and my my point of making it making it funny is that it it it's definitely the music's dated in its in oh, yeah. its in its delivery oh, yeah. and and again it's the seventies. I mean, there's always weird mistimed music or just not just quite matching it's just the time well it also overpowers it a lot of time like it overpowers what's actually and again and again that's that's i think that's also the style of how the editing process was back then you know they didn't have that much control you know over over minute you know changes in the editing process and so you know that's that's something we definitely see in the 70s movies it's either overblown music or so low you can barely hear it you know right, so, right. yeah, yeah there, there's really no, no in between no. or or it's but, complete yeah. music that doesn't even belong there you know or yeah, or you know yeah. you go to magnum pi or it's like bang, 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 well bang, one bang. one one 70s film that actually like did i think do it right and okay by my estimation is Patton. oh yeah with yeah but it didn't overpower scenes it actually to me, that actually supplemented scenes. Mm. Like, but like that's something we can we can review yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of my childhood favorites, and still like seen, came out the same year as this. I haven't. Se- oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I haven't seen. God, I yeah, haven't it, seen Patton in almost twenty years. So. Yeah. Oh, it's it's still one of my all time fucking favorites, and I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it might just be nostalgia. But like, I I don't know, just the way it was shot and the. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, that's that's <laughs> but all but they come out in the same year, so it's like that says something. It's like lower budget. I get it because Patton had a you huge know what? I'm budget. Gonna check, I'm gonna check um, something and, while you say it. While you talk. Yeah. So um, lower budget, also a foreign film. Well, foreign from us sitting here in the U.S. All you guys from other countries, I apologize. When I say foreign, I mean not from the U.S. Because I'm a uh, what do you call it? The uh, whatever. I'm an American. Anyway, um, I, I was just going to come up with a bunch of like words that they use, like you're a xenophobe or whatever, but it's like, no, I'm not. Anyway, um, no. So it's like, and it's not just this film. It's it's a bunch of other film. Like even Kelly's Heroes at times got a little overbearing, right? Yeah. yeah. With the music, you know, and that's, I fucking love that film as well. I know it's satire and it's funny, but like even the music gets overbearing at times and and this one, it did at times get overbearing. And it's like, well, just tone the fucking music down. Let's hear what's going on. You yeah. know? Well, like, I, I think that, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm always like a guy of subtlety. And that execution scene, I think it would have been 
a million times more powerful if it was just no music uh, at all. Mike, I'm Mike, yes. I'm gonna have to ask you which one because there's so many. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the firing squad scene, the scene where there the guy, are still the so guy, many. <laughs> the guy where the scene where the guy rips all, uh, himself away from the pole. Oh, and they, okay, they okay, that, that okay, yes, 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 to be executed. Yeah, th- that, yeah. that was when the 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 gang of pizza pie music was way too loud. Right, it's just like yeah. oh. Yeah. Right. It's just like this would be so much better yeah. if it was just no music at all. Or or very subtle or just a different Yeah, just maybe just like a little thing, like yeah. mm. which you know what which makes me wonder if maybe it was possibly redubbed music because Italy uh, I don't know. Just I don't just know, has man. laws against that. I know they have very weird harsh laws with that. So I mean like yeah. it could it could be for that. I'm trying to find I, I, you know, here's the thing with these older movies, the information may not be um, available, and especially of being a European movie, <clears throat> may definitely not be available. But I can't seem to find a budget uh, in here. No, um, um, I found out some interesting things. So one character we haven't mentioned is the young lieutenant in this, who, uh, you know, his fate is sealed at the end of this movie. Right. Yeah. Um, I found out this was that guy's first movie, and he was actually American in real life. Uh, he wasn't uh, Italian. Um, and uh, he, after this movie, uh, he took all his royalties and blew them on, you know, like cocaine and hookers. And then, uh, yes. And then, uh, yes. He was so broke, he went and robbed a bank, uh, was arrested, <laughs> he was in prison. He was in. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm gonna pull up his was... IMFDB or IMDb. IMFDB yeah, is in... different. <laughs> he was in prison, and then he was weightlifting and dropped a 150 pound barbell on his chest and killed himself on accident. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's a way to go out. Jesus. <laughs> That was. It sounds like he was living a, his best life, and that he just fucked it over weightlifting. Yeah, I mean, like he was born. He was born in Boston, Massachusetts, and died in 1975 at age 27 in Norfolk, Massachusetts. Yeah, in prison <laughs> for robbing a bank. Jesus. <laughs> That's a hell of a biography. <laughs> Not well. I mean, I, respect, man. Yeah, yeah. Respect. <laughs> I was researching this movie and I was like, I, I just like, okay, let's look at the, 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 the main guy. And I looked, I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, it was just so shocking. Yeah, six to 15 year prison sentence. And he died in apparent weightlifting accident in a prison gym. When a hu- I'm, I'm, I'm sure that nobody else held that. When a 150 pound barbell <laughs> fell on his neck, killing him. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Yes, and like, it, I believe it, that 100% just right on his neck. <laughs> uh, yeah but um no it's, it's interesting yeah like he you know he died in prison and whatever and that's you said that's a lieutenant the guy that the, um the was kind of, at the end yeah, yeah not the captain who died midway who actually oddly enough looks a lot like my dad really which is really weird oh yeah it looks a lot like my dad and i was like what the fuck like this is weird kind of watching but it's kind of cool to see his transformation too of like seeing the uh the lieutenant or the whatever before he was killed and kind of like talking to him. And he's kind of like this idealistic guy. And then he kind of starts realizing that, Oh, well, you know, there's a game being played and we're not in it to win. Right. We're, uh, we're not the, supposed the to captain win. or the captain that died midway. I thought I knew him in a bunch of stuff like Westerns and things, which might be where I've seen him because 
there were a lot of Italian actors in westerns in the seventies. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, spaghetti westerns. Yeah, spaghetti westerns. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that was like a huge fucking genre. So I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. Yeah. You know. Uh, Sometimes they made them play Native Americans because they were just a tad yeah. shade darker. Yep. <laughs> yep. A little always, bit more melanin than the average yeah, yeah. average white yeah. boy like you and I. That's and always Michael. fun to see. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Well, it's even but better yeah. in, when you watch like Audie Murphy westerns and you see all these uh, these white folk in uh, in tan makeup and everything. It's uh, that's always fun. Yeah, it's it's John Wayne. It's Audie Murphy. It's fucking Clint Eastwood. It's like everybody. Like just, it's funny because like. Oh, we can't get these actors. We can't possibly source native, actual Native American people, but so we're just going to make have our you, own. It's have like you ever well, seen the Pierce Brosnan uh, Native American movie in like 1999. Pierce Brosnan Pierce played Brosnan. a Native yeah, American. Yeah, well, I don't think he does. I think he plays like a white guy who was raised by Native Americans, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. But it, but but I you'll see not. the t- if you ever saw the poster, you'd be like, what the. Fuck, is this being here for you're talking about dances with no. wolves no no, no 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 i'll find it for you i'll send yeah, it to you kevin by the way dances with wolves i don't care anybody can shit on it it's a good fucking yes, it movie is. it's long but it's good never seen it so you never yeah well someday when you get the time uh it's actually worth the watch okay. it's pretty i i think it's pretty good you can disagree but like that's why we it's watch these films and owl. talk about it yeah <laughs> gray owl I, I just typed it in on google images oh my god that's comedy gold <laughs> that poster isn't that amazing <laughs> i remember is. seeing like, that I'm... as a kid in like blockbuster and going that's what how why is james bond native american <laughs> it's, it's hilarious i just sent it to the to the the group chat um the the, the poster oh my god it's funny um yeah that's comedic gold right there yeah <laughs> oh yeah it looks yeah pierce brosnan you're really pulling it off bud nothing screams to me like native american like a native irish actor yeah, yeah. that's uh is he irish or is he is he not irish i can't remember i thought he was british he I british i thought he was british but who knows I don't, I don't give a shit enough to know or talk about him right now that's uh, true uh, tangent no no you, <laughs> no i just looked it up nate you're right uh, ireland yeah yeah he's irish. yeah yeah, yeah. He's Irish, so he's still Northern European. Let's just throw that out there. Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway so tangent over. getting Sorry, back yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah, it, Guys, if you're listening to this, which you are because you've made it this far, um, we go off on tangents once in a while. It's part of the podcast. It's a free-form podcast. It's not super organized and boring and analytical. Like, oh, I'm not going to call anybody out. Never mind. <laughs> um, but it's... No, no, no. So, um, look, you, you go on tangents, uh, did you, you go got, on tangents and you go on hanging a road where you guys talked about, you know, gay sex for 30 minutes and I had to cut it down to five, well, that, five minutes, but it's relevant. Minutes. It's relevant to the film. And, and if Devin wants to talk about that, that's, I mean, that's kind of his thing, but, uh, I mean, the best part I mean, of the project, podcast. projecting much, <laughs> um, but, uh, no. So did you guys, were you guys able to pick up any of the gear or no? Uh, well, okay. I was going to ask, like, so is that helmet, the Adrian helmet, is that just the same as the French? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Do you want to get into the yeah, gear yeah, really quick? Yes, please. Because I have, I have, I have, a, I can few, actually, I have a few questions I, I, for that, yeah. Sure. And I, I, have, I have very limited yet more than the usual person knowledge on Italian and Austrian Italian, 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 and I'll, and I'll, we'll get back on subjects in, in thirty seconds. But the, the thing with Italian stuff, even in World War Two, is quite extravagant and quite not practical with warfare. Um, not 
entirely true, not entirely false. I mean, I'm thinking of very specific things off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's let's just start with the helmet right now. So I'm going to show you, I know, I know you guys are listening, cannot see this, but I'm going to show you, this is an actual 1916 pattern, Italian Adrian, whatever the fuck helmet, Mm -hmm. right? It's got this liner in there with the little uh, spacers, the aluminum spacers, or that's on this side. Um, All that stuff. Yes, they were patterned off of the French Adrian helmet. They, for the sake of this conversation, there's two things that differentiate this from a French Adrian helmet, which they also use, which we'll talk about in a second. Right here that I'm showing you, there's not a bead going around the center of the um, the the shell of the helmet meeting with the visor, right? It's mm. smooth. It's just, a, it's just a stamped piece of metal. Also, the comb right here you can see does not have any rivets in it, right? It's just, it's brazed and or welded on. I don't know exactly. Some brazed, some welded, who knows? So this is actually a two-piece helmet. The French one was a three-piece helmet. And so their their brim was, I mean, I could show you, but it's getting really into detail, but like, um, I can show you my original, but basically, yeah, it's a simplified version of the Adrian helmet, but in late 1915, the French actually gave them, they fulfilled a request for, I don't know, it, it was a decent number of French Adrian helmets, right? So they sent them these helmets that were not, they didn't have the badge on the front, like the mm-hmm. whatever, but they were actual French helmets. They sent them and the Italians painted them green and some of them got painted green in the factories because they said our uniforms aren't blue, horizon blue, they're green, so whatever. And that's why this one's painted green. So yes, you 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 would have seen, especially in 1917, you would have seen both models. You would have seen the 1915 Adrian helmet, the French one, and you'd have also seen the 1916, which is what I just showed you, which is also a little bit different, same design, same concept. Okay. In this film, I think there was a shitload of like plastic replicas that had rivets in the comb on the top, like I showed you, like the piece. Uh, because even the rivets don't line up with a lot of the 15 Adrian helmets because I can get into super detail about that. But basically, there were a lot of what I think are original 16 shells and 15 French shells being used in the film. But then what they couldn't get with that, they made plastic molds and then just used those with extra rivets and shit in the side that or maybe their post-war adaptation. I don't know. But like it. The rivets in the comb, especially, were just inconsistent. About it's it's 50-50 in the film, like accurate helmets that they would have worn, and kind of my question, you know, helmets that they would have worn. But yeah, they uh, the, but yeah, the, the the Italians from sixteen on generally wore in a combat zone uh, these Adrian style helmets. Okay, so yes, yes. that's what, I, that's what yep. I, I immediately saw that. I'm like, those are French helmets, <laughs> you, you know. Um, yeah, some of them were, yep. Yeah. But like that's actually that's actually very historically accurate. Okay. So and they had like a uh, something stenciled on the front, like I guess. Yeah. So were. the so that that's a part that like I know the very macro of. So I won't. It's not gonna be that long of a rant. Yes, some people, some units stenciled their unit marking on the front, whether they're infantry, uh, light infantry fucking mountain troops, engineers, that kind of shit, just like the French did, but they actually had metal badges that were separate and would go into that. Um, The Italians also had a separate metal badge for certain branches at first, 
the supplies kind of got fucked up. So not all of the Italian helmets you're going to see from the First World War will have badges on them. So they would paint or stencil them on, or they would just have nothing on there. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's my knowledge on that. Okay, okay. And so if anybody's listening and I'm wrong, <laughs> let us know. But like, that's what I've learned so far. And right. yeah. And um, from what I could tell, again, I'm, a, I'm macro when it comes to this. Uh, yep. They're what, 1891 Carcanos, all of them? Yeah, the Carcano rifle. Burning uh, them. They, yeah. People are burning them now because no one wants them. <laughs> well, and they're yeah. dumb because they're actually a really good yeah. rifle. Um, and yeah, so what was weird is yeah, they were using for the most part the 1891 Carcano rifle, and they had the correct that, sights is that on the them. Pronou- is that um, the correct way to say it? It's it's one way to okay. say it. Uh, Carcano, you're gonna piss off somebody from northern Italy. Carcano, you're gonna piss off somebody from very southern okay. Italy. Carcano is or Carcano, you know, is like kind of central. From what I understand, people correcting me on YouTube all the time. Um, you can pronounce it Carcano. I, I think Carcano sounds more It just sounds like part fun. of a chocolate plant, so I want to make sure I'm I'm digesting that okay. Oh <laughs> right. It's funny because they were yeah, well, we won't get into that. But like <clears throat> the, uh no, so these rifles were made in several different parts of Italy, but no, they're actually not bad rifles. Now, I did like... Or no, no, no. We'll go, we'll go on really quick before that. Um, so they were using the 1891 yeah. <clears throat> infantry rifle. They didn't have... And this is filmed in 1970. They could have used a lot of 9141s, which is sitting behind me, which has the... It's a shorter rifle by about a half inch. It's a shorter rifle with shorter or like smaller sights. Same action and everything like that. And they could have used those... They chose to actually get 1891 rifles, which I appreciated. Now, some of those rifles had bent bolts in them. Now, that could be for a couple different reasons. One, their bolt got fucked up somehow or got rusted shut. It was a re-arsenal thing, and they threw in a, a carbine bolt, right? It'll still work for a lot of things in, in a rifle. Um, all that stuff. And then they also used... Oh, oh really with your rifles themselves... Literally nobody had a fucking cleaning rod slash clearing rod on their rifle, which is that I don't think is accurate. Okay. Um, that, that is one thing I had a problem with. I'm like literally no, like if there's one or two guys that lost it, who gives a fuck? That's, that's pretty accurate. Right. But literally no soldier had a clearing rod or cleaning rod underneath the muzzle of their 1891 rifle. That's, not going to be accurate in the first world war. And then there was one guy in one scene, which I, I kind of think that they were just going for like, this guy's been through combat. Cause he's on the retreat where he had a broken bayonet attached to his rifle. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. That's pretty cool. Uh, but he also didn't have a clearing rod on his fucking rifle. So, um, but anyway, yes, those rifles were correct. That's what they've been using. They also, the, um, I'm going to butcher this, the, the kick, uh, fucking, the Italian, it's kind of like a federal police, but it's it's different than the U.S. works. They have, it's Carabinieri or c- c- fucking. <laughs> You're it's, doing better than it's me. A word You're that doing better I've, than me. Don't worry. I've never, well, they still exist. That's the thing is like, they still exist. They use military firearms, but they're technically police, mm-hmm. but they are technically military police at the same, like they can do both things. It's a weird thing that they have, and they've had this for a long time, the uh, I'm sorry if you're from Italy listening to this and I'm butchering this. You try to pronounce English words correctly and you do it perfectly. I'll give you a cookie. 
but so but uh no basically the italian police which is the guys in the film wearing the funny hats right with the flaming bomb on the front oh you're talking about the ones that look uh, like napoleonic hats that was yes. one of my questions i was and, wondering what that was yeah yeah so those guys from what i understand are they kind of let me look this up really quick yeah i was like oh, those three three cornered pirate hats that was a little okay um so that doesn't help thank you wikipedia Carabinieri, Carabinieri, like it's it's C A R A B I N I E R I. Anyway, so we've got that. So uh, those guys are carrying actually uh, 1891 TS or special rifles, right? Or carbines, rather, which I'm looking at on my wall right now. And so that's going to be very accurate because that's where a lot of these rifles on my wall came from that the these guys use these for fucking 80 years they're carrying carbines because they're not a they don't need the distance they don't need the weight because they're serving a different purpose than line infantry or combat arms they're enforcing laws but they still have a a carbine which fires a rifle cartridge and you know whatever and so they were carrying those now there was one scene i don't know if you're gonna be able to find it on i am i am fdb when we get to it there is no i am there was one scene for this by the way there's not we should we should fucking make yeah. that. We've got two films now where we have to make the the page. Yeah. I, I I think um, I think but we anyway, need to do it for our homework and then put our title all over it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because um there's one I just scene spent the last like the 10 one... minutes trying to find it. I couldn't find it, so. Yeah, no, that's fine. I appreciate that. Um but there's one scene where the, there's one um we'll just call them police for the sake of me not fucking butchering that word anymore. Yeah. Again, sorry if you're from Italy. Uh, but there's one police soldier carrying an M9138 rifle, which is what JFK was assassinated with, as the story right. goes. Bloody blah, blah. But like, it, but that that was that's not gonna be around the first one. No, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's gonna come that's, out that's in the a 30s. World War II era rifle. Yeah. Yes, and so he's carrying that. It's a short rifle, but like, whatever. It's it's it literally in one scene walking away. But because I love the Carcano or Carcano rifle so much, I recognize the different variants right. and i'm like oh okay yeah cool but overall sorry to be on this rant but like overall the rifles the um the pistols i'm not actually sure of that was my next question was what was the major shooting because i was hoping imfdb would answer that but we don't have one so if i looked at it and did some more research i could because it looked that, like a sem it looked like a out. semi-automatic slide pistol, yes you know and they had a bunch of shit. It looked like a it looked like a Ruby esque. Yeah, that's firearm. what I was thinking. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't, but like I don't know, so I'm not gonna yeah. say what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't I, look I'm like not, a revolver, I'm not just gonna spew least, shit. So yeah. No, no, it was a semi automatic, yeah. it was a self loading pistol yeah. for sure. But uh, anyway, um, um real- and I, I did like the way really quick before I move on, I did like the way the guys were kind of manhandling the the uh bolt of the rifle yeah. during this thing. Because uh the rifle itself, I don't know if you guys have fired them they're they're really good accurate precise rifles the bolt design is fairly you have to fucking you really it's have clunky. to want it you have to work for it uh yeah i fired one of your uh carcanel oh the carbine yeah the carbine yeah. and that was yeah one you, i mean yeah you really had to work you just it. got you just gotta you just gotta want it right, right? yeah and as you i remember as you told me one time you said these rifles are not gonna break you you know don't worry about uh, yes jamming that thing back so. just fucking manhandle it and it's yeah. like yeah when you do and so yeah that is a drawback in my opinion but anyway that was portrayed in the film which was kind of a cool little subtle yeah. touch mm-hmm. anyway 
Sorry for the super long rant on the rifle and the weapons itself, but because there's no IMFDB page, I guess yeah, that's over. Yeah. Well, uh, the so there are not a lot of clear images of machine guns in this. But there, oh. there wasn't there. Well, there was uh, there was uh, two scenes that actually I could uh-huh. I could pull it up real quick. I don't know what the Italians were using. It might have been a Breda, um, which was the cavalry charge scene in the beginning. The the captains on a machine gun. Uh, and then the other one is the Germans were using 08s, 0815s, or whatever. Well, those weren't Germans until the end. Um, oh, well, whatever whatever the I other side just... was using. They were using Maxims, I know that. Well, right, but like here's the thing is they had... Um... Let me see really quick. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, okay. it jump-started my brain. Well, f- uh, well s- second or first question, though, might be... Did the Italians have the problem yeah. they did in the Second World War with two different types of caliber rounds? No. Okay. Nope. So they just made that mistake. They once. use a six five. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. They figured out during a war too. It was like right. shit. Bad right. timing. Um, uh, no, the six five fifty two was like universal in the in the First okay. World War for their rifles okay. um, and machine guns, as far as I know. Because yeah, they use the uh, apparently the Fiat Revelle. Modelo 1914, which looked, they were trying to mock those things up in this movie. And they were also like doing a hybrid of a Schwarzlose, like the Austro Hungarian yeah. um, machine gun with the, the grips like yeah. this. And the Model 1914 that I'm looking at has just butterfly handle, mm-hmm. two grips. Um, so the machine guns probably, and it also has a huge flash hider that probably was not accurate. They probably just mocked up a bunch of shit. For well, most so. 70s movies, shot. the machine guns are normally mocked. Like the fifty. Right. Well, movies. there's one shot where uh, it's the scene actually where the 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 enemy stands up and says, "Stop, you know, stop uh, running yeah. into our machine guns." And the uh, the general's way back there, and he has his machine gun open up on them to motivate them, as it were. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that was also an 08 that they were using for the Italian machine gun. That's what it looked. It was like. an 08 or a 1917 or a Vickers or something like that that they mocked up. Did they have Bretas? It, it was Did not they have Bretas out there. Is that a World War II concept? I think, I think it's World a World War II. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that was in the 20s that Breda started coming up with that. I could be wrong because I'm not I'm not an expert yeah, on Italian machine guns yes. at all. Yeah. So, but uh, as far as I know, they came out in the late 20s when people were trying to figure out like light machine guns and for the most part, shit. I think and, what it was the Maxims and the Vickers and the Hotchkiss were the ones. There wasn't any Hotchkiss in this. In this no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, just general. in general of World War One. Oh, in World War One, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the French, the French mainly utilized the Hotchkiss 1914, um, and yeah, the the British used the Vickers 19 whatever the fuck. Oh, in 1917, okay. water cooled for us for Americans. Well, actually, the Americans used a lot of Hotchkiss 14s, and the 1970 came through. Right, right. I, I mean, like, I mean, like, just yes, as, a, yes, con- as, as a developmental concept of machine yes. guns of World I'll, War I'll stop going yeah, into yeah. detail. But yes, and then uh, the uh, the Russians used the Maxim 1910. Yeah. The Germans used the Maxim 08, and then 0815 subsequently. Yeah. Um, and then the Austro-Hungarians used the Schwarzlose, which is basically a Maxim, but it's I don't know the difference, like. It looks a lot different, and the the handle is like this. Hmm. You hold it instead of like so this. So it's kind of like biker bars. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's riding it's, a Harley, <laughs> but it was effective. And I think I think the Schwarzlose had a higher rate of fire slightly than the 08. Okay. Don't don't no, quote no, no, me on yeah, that, but like I think I think it did, and it was very effective. 
And then um, also another machine gun that I would love to see used by like more central powers is the Madsen or the Madsen. Guilty. Um, I love Madsen. Oh my God. Dude, those things were very mobile and the 0815. I love Madsen's. Because the little history. So a little bit of history on this. What what I think they're portraying in this film is the Battle of Caporetto. Yeah. Right. Which was October 24th through December 19th of 1917. This was a, this was also called the 12th Battle of Asanzo. Right. (laughs) So they, dude, the Italian Austro-Hungarian front is very underlooked, under researched because it's, it was small, but it wasn't. It was so fucking incredibly brutal and just vicious. And you had the winters to deal with, which is what I like that they, they put did in the show film. winter time had, in this time. Yeah. Yes. And you had nasty winters, and there were and people like, and, literally and on, making. On, it looked like a real snow, to be honest. It, it, again, yeah. thank you. Yes, the the snow looked real. Like when it was on the uh, the general when he came in when they he found out they were talking shit about him inside and they were doing their toast because they thought he was dead. He had snow on his on his on his hat. It's not a kepi. It's a hat. And on his uniform, and I'm like, that's real snow. Like, that's legitimately yeah. snow. The way it bunched up and the way the crystals were formed, which is actually a pretty cool thing. I appreciate that because most films just make fake yeah. snow. Yeah. If they made fake snow, it looked good. So, you, but... um, not, yeah. not to push us off a different subject, but dude, that cavalry charge. Cavalry. It's cavalry. It's Calvary's the hill that Jesus Christ was <laughs> supposedly crucified on. It's cavalry. See I, don't see, see, I don't know if this is Maryland talk or if this is no, no. This is not Maryland talk. This is U.S. talk. Where uh, cavalry? There, uh. there is a difference between cavalry and cavalry. Yes, Ca- I, I know. Yes. Cavalry. It's 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 one of those little stupid <laughs> pet peeves. My... Hey, Nate, Nate, can you count to one, three? Two, three. I can count, can to, count three. to three. Oh, you haven't seen? No, that. I haven't. Never mind. What is that? Little Meat Canyon oh. reference. Um. Anyway, um. <laughs> Okay, so just say it. Cavalry. Cavalry. That's okay. how you say it, yes. We were talking it, about mounted troops. It is also Maryland-like to skip a letter in a word. No, 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 no. It's not just skipping a letter. It's reversing <laughs> letters, and that's not just Maryland. That's the United States at large. Okay. It's not It's not a you thing. Don't feel okay. special. Don't feel thought, special in your grandiose fuck up. I thought I was going to be like, up. you know, that was going to be a you know, proud thing to be illiterate as fuck. No, Old Bay can't save you from this fuck up. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's cavalry. Anyway, it's, I, I, I'm, a, I'm an asshole. I'm a very pedantic when it comes to certain that's shit. Fine. And that's one it's of the why, words. It's why, but it's like, why, it's why we anyway, keep talking. Yeah, the ca- it's fine. The, the cavalry charge, honestly, I would say that that's not at all realistic for 1917, especially late. No, but it's quite impressive on film. On film, that's why they right. did it. I think. I mean, why would I mean, right? why would you charge against an open field like that with a yeah. machine gun? They, dude, the British learned yeah. that in 1914. Yeah. That's a very early war they, tactic, correct? Well, it was a pre-war tactic, and it was very early on figured out at the Battle of Mong, right? Right, M O N S. In 1914, the British decided to charge their cavalry. <laughs> across this wheat field and they thought it was going to cover them and they just got cut down on machine guns and one of the officers got captured or you know a lot of guys got captured but like when the german officer was interviewing the british officer he goes what were you thinking he goes i was doing my job he goes 
we're out of that. We're out of that. Well, the exact words, I don't know, but like, he's like, basically like, we're out of that phase. We have machine guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cavalry is outdated at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you thinking? And he was like, okay, isn't, yeah, I guess you're the, right. Isn't that like the whole like thing about, uh, was it Black Horse? Isn't that the movie? With Tom, with War Horse. 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 With, with, yeah. with, with Tom yeah. Wilson yeah, with the, and, the yeah. and Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch and all that other stuff. Yeah. Benedict Cum- yep. Cabbage Patch. Yeah, yeah. Cabbage Patch. Well, yeah, Cavalry was outdated at that point. And like, well, here's the thing on the Western front. I should have very specified that because I I know there's a bunch of people reading right now because I admit I should have said on the Western front and the Asanza front, all that shit. Cavalry is when you've got machine guns in very choke pointed uh, terrain where it's very easy to control your enemy and where they're coming to and you get good defensive positions on the Eastern front, however, in 1914-15, cavalry actually was a mainstay until about early 1916. Yeah. From what I've researched, I could be wrong because because it was so open and it's like, yeah, well, if we spread out, machine guns can only take out so many of us and we get the infantry coming up behind us, we can actually still do this. And yeah, you would see cavalry on both sides with lances still, okay. not with guns. Yeah. So yeah, I got um. So I pulled up the scene that has the the Italian machine gun in it, and I just I gotta show you guys what I'm looking at here because I don't know what the hell this is, honestly. Um, I yeah. just took a screenshot of it. Yeah, thanks for that. grabbing that because I was thinking you can also share your screen if you want. Oh yeah, why why not just do that? Um, yep, because then we can just talk about it to people that are listening. But like, yeah, you know it's funny. While you pull that up, Mike, a, my um my great uncle was in the Marines uh before world war ii and he was in a uh, now i'm self-conscious calvary calvary cavalry. i can't oh, just put oh, the v just put oh, the v before oh, just focus on that whenever, whenever you say that word there we go <laughs> yes cavalry yeah. Yeah. a fucking horse brigade oh so this um, is uh, what is that he, he, he what the he fuck? was in that well, ahead, he man. was in that and i always thought that was very interesting because even though he was stateside through the whole war it was really interesting that that was even a thing that they would even try to train guys in and still be relevant. But this machine gun is too Frankenstein's for me to continue my story. What the fuck is that? That looks like yeah, a, I, that I looks have that's no a thirty. That's a 1917 or a, th- a 1919. No, it's back not. End. No, look at the back end. It's got the the the. the it's Maj um, Oh, the, the sight. Yeah, yes. it's got a 30s body with. But the but, well, like, but look at this. There's like a huge is that, fucking is that a Madsen top cover? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. It looks like a 1917 <laughs> with a weird top. Yeah. Okay. So it's 1917, and also the the the, the barrel and the shroud very too short. Yes. Yeah. It's like a shorty. Um, it's like a shorty 1917. What the fuck are we? I think it's made. This is made to look like a Revelli uh, Modello uh, 1914. No, no, no! It's made to look like a Schwarzlosa. Okay. Um, look, Google Schwartz. Oh uh, well, yeah, because S- look at the handles. Yeah, look at look at uh, the Austro-Hungarian Schwarzlosa, and that's also I'm pretty sure a Vickers fucking. Uh, or no, that's a 1917 tripod. Yeah, that's a 1917 mm. tripod yeah, a 1917 tri- with a yep. yep with a 1917 body with a barrel and a barrel and a shroud that's cut short. Or 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 it's also or, fake. Or it could also yeah. be uh, a depth perception thing, Mike, as well. Okay, I, I guess uh, yeah, I mean. I guess it is trying. It's to, not trying to look like the uh, Schwartz Lewis because I just looked it up and. Uh, yeah, you, you see what I'm saying. It's definitely not that, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. I can see that it's trying to. to it's trying that. to. 
Because the, the Italians would have captured the Austro-Hungarian weaponry. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, it's funny because um, the uh, Austro-Hungarians and Italians would talk to each other. And one anecdotal um, kind of thing was when people say the Carcano shit. It's like, no, the Austro-Hungarians were like, they would grab the Carcano because the recoil was a lot less and the bullet would fly a lot flatter because it's 6.5 instead of 8 millimeter. Because the, uh, the, the Steyr M95 rifle that the Austro-Hungarians were using was an 8 by 50 rimmed cartridge, and it was a uh, round nose. It wasn't a Spitzer bullet. It was a round nose bullet, and it was loaded pretty weakly, to be honest with you. And they, they, uh, the Austro-Hungarians would capture the 1891 rifle and use it because it would shoot farther and flatter and be very more accurate than their battle rifles. And so... Yeah, it's insane, but um, that's also very anecdotal. It's not, I can't quote the source, but I did read it somewhere from a guy that was in the Austro-Hungarian army. It was a, me- a kind of a memoir of his, but um, okay. anyway, that, that, yeah, that, that it's funny. It's one thing with that's with movies, especially older movies, but they will like Frankenstein fucking guns to make them look like different. Oh, things. and this is egregious. I mean, yeah. I love I, I love this and I hate it at the same time. It's so interesting. Yeah. Because like again, like Nate said, what the fuck is the fucking feed tray cover doing? What are we? What, what's it's going on like, there? It's like, uh, I don't. <laughs> it, it looks like, dude. So that top bit isn't even acting like a feed tray. Yeah. No. Sorry, sorry. Not, not yeah. a feed tray. It's not even acting like a top cover. It is literally yeah. above the top cover. Well, when you watch the actual right. footage of that, that quote top cover is going like is like is like flapping. Oh, it's bouncing. Yeah, it's so bouncing it must around. be like yeah. metal sheet metal, just kind of pop, pop, plopped on top of it to make it look like a silhouette of something they want to make. So, Mike, can you can you uh, share really quick and uh, put on your uh, on this thing a Schwarzlosa? Yeah. Just so Nate can see it. I couldn't even. I, I couldn't even fucking spell it. Nonetheless, look it up right now. And yeah. I have a, a town. We can barely say cavalry, yeah. so I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is exactly what they were trying to go for, but that is not at all what that is. Right. You zoom out a bit. Dude, that to... tripod yeah. is kind of close to it. it. But it's not. No, it's, it's no, no, not. No, no, no. I'm it's, not saying it is. I'm just saying I can say that's what they were going for. So, okay. Oh, on the top. That's what they were yeah. going for. They were getting a little knob on the left side, but it's tiny so in, it in, the, in the actual like, film. It's huge. So it looks like they were trying to make that sheet metal top cover with that sight. But if you look at the picture, yeah. it's a huge knob with a cutout. It looks, or right. or it's a parts kit that they just that they cut apart to fit it over the the nineteen seventeen that was blank adapted to make it look like that. Well, let's see the shroud one more time, Michael. Like the barrel shroud. Okay. On the Schwarzlosa. You can see through it. On this one, it's a solid yeah, piece. But the other one, you can see all the way through it. <laughs> the giant. The, see, the thing with the Schwarzlosa, like a big thing was the the huge flash header you yeah, see on the front. Which, which yeah. that one it's obviously like doesn't have. Yeah. It was pretty consistent in the little, I really like that pad. handle, though. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, yeah. A lot. Well, that's why they were captured a yeah. lot and like used a lot. They were used in World I War II. The shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. it's a. And it was chambered at eight by fifty rimmed, um, so yeah. And then you got the little holes in the front, oh, the wow. vent holes in the front. It's got some vent holes in the water jacket. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But, that's fucking the Schwarzlosa was actually. It's arguably, if you talk to World War One nerds like myself, and even more intense nerds, 
That was actually one of the best heavy machine guns of the first I World War. I bet you that's a real part on top of that fake one that they just cut through it just to make it look like it. Because in the 70s, who cares? They were probably everywhere versus now we covet them. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think. Well, well no, because look, well, look how it's made. I mean, it's, it's, it's cut all the way through. You can see the sun through. You can see the sky through yeah. it. So, obviously, they cut it over to fit over the Vickers. But that is, that's probably an original part. Because, look, it's got the same riveting placement and the same part right there on the corner of that. Go and back to the look, sources and really look quick. at the knob on the top site. It's on the other side of that picture. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so see that knob? Well, when Mike's. Oh, he could. He could. They, they could have just. Yeah, you're probably right. It was a parts. Yeah, kit. and they just and they just and they probably butchered just, that top cover to fit over it. Oh, you. Oh, there's yeah. the knob. You're right. I didn't yeah. see that. They they just threw that forward of the rear sight on the 1917 yeah, receiver. Because <laughs> look, it's still got the hinge on the top. Yeah, for yeah. sure, absolutely. Oh my god, that's what they fucking did to make it a Schwarzlosa. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, guys that are not seeing this, which would explain, which you can, explain why the barrel doesn't have the shroud because the, the the flash hider on the front of it because it's probably not tapped and and che- and threaded, so you can't check it out though. It, it. Check it out. It, it does have those vent holes though. Uh oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting even because that's not a fucking Schwarzschild receiver. Like, go that's to a 19, that's a, you a, that's definitely a nineteen seventeen or or a Vickers. Yeah. But it, that, can can you Mike? Can you get a picture of uh, Schwarzenegger from the left side of the receiver, yeah, let me like that we're looking at right now? Yeah. Just yeah, see if you can look for that. Because for those of you that are listening and not watching, we're just trying to pick apart like how they actually made these machine guns. Here's the thing: is they knew what was used at that point, which is hey, I'll give them props. Yeah. You know, like that's because they tried to make a Schwarzenegger. They couldn't get one, so they tried to make one and then mock one up and use what they had. And it's just insane that. Oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely 1917. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah, look, because look, it comes down in that it comes down in that hill formation oh, yeah. past the site, which is that one. It just ends on the one that we're looking at. It just ends. This one, it sloops it slopes down on after yeah, the site. Yeah, and the, the the ejection port is way lower. It's yeah, not, it's and not, that's why there's yeah, a yeah. 1919 site or 1917 1919 site behind it. Yeah, exactly. They threw they took that part of an actual Schwarzschild. <laughs> And threw it onto a fucking 19th And they made it work. It, it fired blanks. Yeah. yeah. You can see it and, fired And you blanks. know what? If you think about it, they weren't in 1970. You're not expecting a bunch of nerds, you know. No. Uh, how no. many years now is this? 52 years later? Yeah. Freeze framing it? Oh, yeah. No yeah. way. No way. It's like, that's okay. So I actually respect that more now. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Like that's Garen goddamn go ahead, team. No one else has no one else has ever done that. But they've done similar things with other guns. But uh that's kind of crazy. I still don't know about the shroud. That's not crazy though that they did put those fucking air holes on the on there. But they sh- well, it might just be a, an angle. It could just be a, a point of view. But also, yeah, that tripod's a nineteen seventeen. Yeah, because it doesn't because it, really it doesn't have it. that back secure point. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's it's it, it's taller. Yeah. It's like the those, Jesus Christ. That's those, funny. But those fuckers are heavy too. <laughs> God, that's fucking. Oh crazy. yeah, I had to run one through a trench oh, yeah. one time, and that was it. Almost killed me. Just the, the tripod They're, alone. It makes it, ma- yeah, it, the it makes. Yeah, tripods are like what eighty, ninety. Yeah, pounds? it makes the Lafets, the, yeah. the the MG thirty fours and the forty two Lafets. Even though the, those are concepts or World War One concepts, they make yeah. those nineteen seventeen tripods oh. look so simple or so light and simple. I mean, 
Well, shit, that's actually really cool. I'm like, I'm not even shitting on this at this point. Like, that's no, I'm actually, impressed by it. I'm not angry cool about trivia. it. Well, and, yeah, yeah. And dude, I, I bet you this picture it was bouncing because, like, you see, you see, it was supposed to be flush. Like, you can see, like, where the where the where you can see the sun through the uh, like just above the rounds. Yeah, it's probably bouncing at that point because it was just loose. But like, well, hey, they tried. Let's let's watch it here. Here, let's. Uh, oh, you go. Oh, you fucking a. Yeah, let's see. Those horse falls though are really cool though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it look, it's insane. bouncing. It is yeah. bouncing. Yep, yep, yep. yep That's yep. what I mean. Yeah, it's just fucking loose on there. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a part. But how the fuck, whoever whoever was the armorer that got that gun working with blanks, mm -hmm. if you're still alive and you possibly hear this and you're in Italy and you speak English, which is a lot of criteria, good fucking job, man. Honestly, I'm not even mad at you. Like that's that's really yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. impressive. To try and make it look like a Schwarzloser, like that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But I love shit anyway, like um, what was uh, we're talking about guns and shit now and like equipment, which I'm actually loving because like <laughs> I actually know a decent amount of World War One shit, which is yeah. fucking great. I'm finally in my wheelhouse. You guys are all World War Two, and like I know a bit, <laughs> but like you guys, when you start talking, I'm just sitting there going, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you know, like. <laughs> but no, it's 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 fucking fun. Um. But you guys have any other questions like that? I could what, was the answer? was the was the um the gear on them okay? Like belts and or, um, or am, as like, far as you know. as far as their belts and car, uh, ammo pouches, those did not really change from World One to World figured, War Two. Yeah. The blue the blue leather, the two pouches on each side, uh, and then just this, it's it's literally just a, like a belt right, yeah. that they wore. It wasn't like anything fancy with a buckle. It was just like a a belt with a fucking uh, uh a little pin buckle i guess yeah you call yeah, it, yeah yeah we're just yeah whatever and um yeah that was fine their canteens their bread bag i don't know about the bread bags and shit because i don't go that far into it the uniform color was correct uh because italians wore green it got a little bit more turquoisey green in world war ii but it was still kind of the same yeah. color so they're one of the only militaries that actually wore green wool uniforms you, th this might be a tangent do you know anything about the so this is how much it stuck with me about oh god it must have been almost 15 years ago now i was at a, a world war ii event and we had italian reenactors doing a trench uh event with us there was only like five of them they all had the vulture wing like the vulture wing like bird wing thing oh, they were doing the the bersi bersi the mountain troops yeah basically. and i was like what the fuck is this no, they they literally still wear those in Afghanistan. Why? Oh my god! Or when when we were in Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, it it okay. So that feathers. Yeah. Yes, it's, like, it's, it's like a big a feather vulture plume. wing. Yeah. Yeah. So or that whatever the fuck was it is. something from way back when it would actually break up the outline of your head, and it was kind of a symbol of an elite unit, right? <laughs> Pop over a rock and go. Caca! <laughs> no but it actually it actually like it, when you're in the woods and no shit, i know, in the I know mountains, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, no but like i, yeah, I get yeah. it too like it, it looks fucking weird um and, and I, I i didn't pronounce that right bearsig i can't even say cavalry like i did i did it wrong again yeah, cavalry just v just v before v before whatever um but no it's it's like um i'm not i'm not fluent in italian if you haven't noticed but i do know that unit it's it's elite mountain troops that have existed forever because Italy's got a lot of mountains and they had just like Switzerland has always had mountain troops. Germany has always had the Austria, right. you know, a lot of those countries have, have elite units that are made and designed and trained to fight in mountainous regions, which is 
fucking brutal, right? So those reenactors you saw, I'm pretty sure I know. I have an idea of who might have been there. There's but, probably uh, only a few yeah. in the states. Oh no, I I I I know, but like, uh, no. So yeah, that actually they did wear those in uh, in okay. combat, and oh, they. Yeah. I've seen photos of them where it would like in World War II wearing those. They they well, dude, were they were they were they were very but, yeah. angry at me because uh, I hit them. I hit one of them in the head with a mortar. So that was fun. Okay. Like a like like like, a, like 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 a project like a sun. Okay, so let me give you some context. Not not a real mortar, like like a um, a reenactor mortar, which was a Sunny D bottle filled with uh um like a slight weight to it so it actually spit in the air and i nailed sunny d why are reenactors yeah fat? yeah i i well hey dude if you want to know something sunny d fit perfectly in a 60 millimeter motor tube and fly really well sunny d is amazing so yeah i'll, I'll just go ahead <laughs> anyway, go ahead with so your story. I, I launched it and i'm dialing it in and these guys are hiding in like a like a like a foxhole shell crater thing at newville and uh I took a shot and I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do one more. And I put in the red one, which goes like super far. And I just go, Foom! and I just watch it go. And I'm like, oh, that might be hit. Oh, that might hit. Oh, that might hit. And he's running. He's running like to the foxhole. Like he's trying to make the, make the cut. And the round just goes, bunk, just right off the vulture wing bounces right off. He falls to the ground. He's just like, <laughs> what the, f- what is it? What just hit me? Like, you know, and I'm just like, sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> like, and he was like what the fuck why are you doing these things but um wow dude. i would have just told him you're ruining my immersion if you said what the fuck why are you hitting me like you're ruining my immersion hey, <laughs> <laughs> but no it's uh, that, that that's what they're portraying and they did exist in world war one world war two caribbean yeah yeah, yeah. Vietnam, they they, like, they, were, know, they were they, they were they, they were it's, it was in world war one I, I someday uh sometime i will send you because i can't have many tabs open because my internet's right. shit it's not as shitty as it was no. but i just it's, it's not my internet it's my it's my computer let's be honest we'll, and we'll, so we'll have all the moons aligned and you'll have speeding internet but, but, but right but anyway um no i i have a picture of a guy from that unit in afghanistan in like 2014 wearing that fucking thing on his That's helmet cool. on the set too. Cool too and yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like fucking cra- the they black always, fucking. They always just like I was just like what 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 like like because I was like this can't be either a cheap or b comfortable, but you know, maybe it is. No, it's 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 well, it's again you learn how to use it. It's part of your gear. It's part of your equipment. right. Yeah, uh, I, you I know? can't and imagine any real disadvantage of it. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure even like will break up your silhouette. Come. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but it does. It's it's that big where it does bring up the silhouette, and it's like fucking. That's what it was initially back in the day. But like nowadays, it's kind of more of a symbolic right, thing. Yeah. But it also, again, it's part of. Hey, your going back to what so. Mike Gay and you said, you know, it's 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 imposing, or right? Is that the word? Psychologically, Psychologically it is. Imposing, yeah, yeah, because it makes you look bigger yeah. than what you are. Yeah, I want to fuck with that dude with it's feathers on his cool. head in the desert. God, yeah. no, I don't. Like, no way. Um, yeah, good, good question. Um, any other like gear or anything like that questions? You know, I, you know, wh- one thing I noticed and correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't see many hand grenade, not much hand grenade play in this. Well, which is something you normally was, see in World War One movies. Like you, you might've missed it, but like, um, yeah, the, uh, when they, when they did that, <laughs> when they did that assault, <laughs> uh, when they did the one assault, 
kind of in the middle of the film. Um, and they sent guys out right after the guys with armor got shot up, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And they, they were throwing grenades up into the machine gun position before the initial assault came on. That was kind of wave tactics that were learned through the first world war where you would send like the French did this. Uh, we ended up doing this. The British started doing this where you would send some guys up, you give them cover fire or just, you know, with artillery or whatever. And they would ch chuck grenades at the machine gun positions as many as they could, as fast as they could. When you heard those going off, then the whistle came off. Your first wave would go out. Oh, yeah. And that was mostly riflemen. And the French would do riflemen and they'd do machine gunners like show show gunners. And they would the Shosha gunners would sit in the middle of the field work the, work, and provide work, closer work fire. The LMGs and, and make them, yeah. Right. And so the infantry's moving up. That's kind of the idea of it. Obviously, in this film, it shows that, that didn't work a yeah. lot of times. And it was just a concept that they didn't execute well, or they just they were just doing wave tactics and it just didn't fucking work. But yeah, so that's they did use grenades in this film. Um the Italians, just like the rest of the other powers in general in World War One had so many different models of grenades. Yeah. So I couldn't pinpoint, I couldn't see them first of all, but like, I can't tell you what model they would have been using, but they used so many different fucking concept models in the first world war with hand yeah. grenades. I'm trying to think. Uh, don't hurt no, yourself. Nate. You don't want that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Still trying to figure out how to say V before. Yes, that's you know, why I'm not a. talking. I'm trying to say how to say that word again. <laughs> uh, um, fuck. Oh, God. I, was, I had it in my head. Oh, shit. Hurry oh, no. up. Well, I fear I'm cutting all this anyway. So No, it's all it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, if that's it, like, that's, that's a lot of cool things that, like, maybe people that are listening might not have known, especially about the Italian front, because yeah. that was incredibly fucked up like if you really want to get into it like look at the glaciers that they lived in with these bridges they built both the austro-hungarians and the italians in the mountains it, it they oh, there, it so there's some really insane. interesting other movies uh that that are more re uh, recent in terms of cinema that um whether they're good or not i do not know but i've seen images and clips of them where they've actually showed and conveyed like fort mountain fighting like high up in the mountains like built them yeah. out of stone kind of stuff almost like artillery came and like hit yeah. them kind of thing and them fighting oh, on the okay. tops of the mountain really quick, tops like that really quick you, you just you just you just sparked kind of like sure shot almost you know so did you notice that there was a very big lack of artillery yes in this film? only on the last um push was there actually artillery? right that's not that's not unrealistic yeah. at all for this front because to get artillery up these fucking mountains yeah. Which they did show. They showed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And they were just sitting there slogged down because they, they mainly had horses and, and manpower. The vehicles aren't going to do shit because the tires suck. The transmissions suck. They don't have enough power <laughs> to get that artillery up. That, and that was both sides. That wasn't just the Austro-Hungarians or the Italians or the later Germans. I, I, I don't know if I said this earlier, but like at this point in this film, the Germans would have also been arriving at that front in small right, numbers. Yeah. But um, nobody could get big artillery. You, you could get like mountain guns, which could be picked up by two or three guys. It would suck, but like, or a donkey or like a horse right, or something. Yeah. 
but you're not going to get anything big out there. And that's why there wasn't this massive artillery barrage yeah, that you see it, in the it Western It seemed almost films. like there were like small mortar explosions. You know, it, it, not, not that they were. They were using mortars like hand up. Yes, they were. They were. Yep. Right, yeah, yeah. Like it just, it was just very. They, you said they were? They were, yeah. Yeah, they oh, were. Oh, I they missed, were. missed yep. that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, in a couple scenes, they were using mortars. I don't know. I don't know if that was the correct mortar because I don't actually don't know what mortars the Italians used in the First World War, like the models and everything yeah, and like whatever. It looked like but, World But War I know, I, right. But, but nevertheless, they did use mortars, okay, in mountain fighting because they're, it's a lot easier to get a mortar team up there than it is an artillery piece, you know? And also the artillery piece, you have to bring ammo up there. Ammo is very fucking heavy. And so that's why in this, in this particular front, the Asanza front, we'll just call it, there's not as much artillery. There's not nearly as much as artillery as there is on the Western front or the Eastern front. It's, you know, or in Gallipoli or anything like that. Like it's so sparse because they are so far up there and it's just so much manpower and, and time and effort to get one artillery piece up there. And then it's like, well, can they shoot? It's raining up here. It's snowing up here. There's a lot of moisture. Can we re zero? Like, there are a lot of logistical nightmares with artillery up yeah. there. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I just, that's a good point. I, I'm glad you brought that up because if people are listening, there were like, oh, there wasn't much artillery. Well, no, there wasn't. It wasn't this constant bombardment. That's why they could stick their fucking head up and move around kind of almost freely. So, I, it, it, you know, it was without, like those two guys who just got up to cut the wire because they were just like the whole right. like death or wire happy. You know, that kind of motivation. Right. And also there's no artillery that's going to yeah. come down because yeah, just it's like a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. they know that. But so, so, yeah, that's that's another thing. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I, I just love that this film actually tackled a front that even to this day is really never or rare, rarely talked about. I, I think, sorry. Excuse me. Let me try that again. No, it's um, all right, dude. I think uh, I think the only other movie recently in cinema that kind of targets this is I think a movie called Silent Mountain or Silent Something, and apparently it's a it's a mm. love movie like a like a like a chick flick almost oh, of course. by a war I think if I remember. Well, that's kind of how a very long engagement is, where we've got some of the best French Western front scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. They're very short lived, but it's like yeah, it's a romance yeah. film. And and I'm like, fuck, man, why can't you do this like on a bigger scale? It was insane. I, yeah, because I think in Silent Mountain, it's like uh, I think Sean keeps trying to recommend uh, it to me to watch finally. Um, and I think the clips I've seen, it's like they actually show like, like literally like base to base fighting on top of a mountain. Oh, like, Jesus! Like yeah. like like one higher than the other kind of thing. Like they didn't like they were like oh. like really intense. Like almost like think of it like a naval bombardment almost. Well, it's, it's volley fire yeah, a lot of times. Like, like, like they can't get guys over because they're just going to get cut down instantly. So they're just they're just trying to blast each other out of each force, but they can't do it with yep. artillery. So they have to do it with like hand grenades and like you know. Well, shit, we should look at that in the future. Maybe have Sean on for yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That would be cool. I don't know if Sean's in. Uh, I look. Sean. Sean's in. Sean is crazy smart when it comes down to like. He he's a jack of all trades, but he'll dive really hard into that. And he's a very he has a very good way of re uh 
regurgitating is not the right word, but I want to say like just a great way. He's a great presenter of information that he yeah he can he conveys information very digestible. Yes. And, he, yep. and, he, and he and he and he yes. and when he really is interested, he'll go head in. Like there was um. Well, let's do it yeah. then. Let's yeah for a, for a future like uh not necessarily right now like in the near future, but like why don't you figure out what movie he was talking about, Silent Mountain or yeah. whatever. And because again, I want more World War One stuff to be brought up because everybody seems to just forget about yeah. it. And most World War One films are dog shit. Yeah. And it might it, it might be a shitty love triangle movie, but at least it might have some really interesting war stuff. Or we or or we tear it apart and we you know we do a well or or we just all watch it and go well it doesn't meet the criteria, yeah. but at least you've watched yeah, it, yeah. you know. So or, we, or like yeah. or we just skip through parts of it like Shearshaw and just get to the good parts and just like. <laughs> <laughs> like I said too, uh, there for some reason there's like this abundance of PG thirteen World War One movies. I don't get it. It's so weird. Yeah, there, there. It just doesn't seem like was nobody wants to tackle because World War Two is the biggest money maker. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. Or was and or it still is. And it's like everybody was concerned about that and blah blah. blah and World War One just kind of gets overlooked a lot as far as twentieth century conflicts. Another thing that I'd like to do is, well, actually, I did see. Oh, I'll bring that up. Um, there was a film we watched in one of my history classes in college that was about the Spanish-American War. And it had some actually like familiar actors in it. I can't remember I exactly bet you there's right probably only like three movies like that about the Spanish-American War. No, it was War. called... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out later, but like that would be a cool one because I don't know much about the Spanish-American War. I know about some of the gear and everything. But it'd be cool to just pick apart like the kind of plot and everything with that because I like doing reviews, honestly, like where we don't know much, and it, we're like we're actually dissecting the film and like kind of how it's presented, um, and that's cool. Like it's because with this film, I don't know much about the Italian front. I know a basic level. I know about gear that's consistent with you know everything else, but like it's fun doing things that we don't really know about, and we're you know so. Anyway, uh, off on a tangent, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so how do we want to get into like the uh, because IMFDB doesn't exist? Do I get into like the overall, or do you guys want to talk about more? Are you talking about land and freedom? No, it's um, it's it's something about uh, a friend or oh, that's what it's called. It's called Amigo. It's called Amigo. Yeah, it's called Amigo. Yeah, Amigo. That's what it is. Amigo, yeah. Uh, Spanish. I'm gonna say Amigo. I'm gonna say the movie. It wasn't 2010, was it? Yeah, I think it was. Uh oh. Well, this one says the film takes place in the Philippines in 1900 during the Philippine-American yep. War. Phil, uh, that yes, yeah, that was at right after the Spanish-American okay, War, kind of quote unquote, ended. I know nothing about that. that title. No, no, no. But it, te- it technically, if you ask people, there's a debate whether. It's still the Spanish American War, but it's not technically. But it's the Filipino American. It's 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 it started with the Spanish American War. That would have not have happened if it wasn't for the Spanish American gotcha. War. Okay. In the Philippines, but like this was, yeah. So that's correct. It's it's right after the Spanish kind of fucked off. Oh, it has like yeah. Chris Cooper and yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Huh. It's actually I did not find it that bad when i watched it before i was also in a college class so it's like oh it's got that it's also got retards. that guy uh, who's in every movie that skinny guy yeah yeah, yeah he was in road yeah, trip yeah, and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 
but he it's a, it's a really i think it's cool um we'll, we'll would bring we that wanna, up in the future wanna, it's it's different would we want to try i don't know we'll, we'll we'll talk about it i'd be up for doing that next actually I don't know what Brian has. In the, so the problem is, I'm not privy to what Brian has in the in the in the, in the yeah. Chamber. No, no, no. He's he's got some things in yeah. the hopper, but like it's good to have more things in the yes. hopper because we always do this on the street or on not on the stream the uh, podcast is like we talk about what we want to do next week. So um yeah we I think that'd be a good one to kind of check out just as far as the because, filmography because the story. it'd be like Civil War but it's not you know what I mean so like it'll scratch right, that itch right. without having it's... to dive into the American history Civil War so yeah. correct correct. So yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'll um, take a look at. It. All right. Anyway, back to this. Uh, Nate, you got any more things? No, I mean, I, I'd about? be down for. Uh, I, I think we. I think we could wrap it up. I mean, I. I. I cool. um, Why don't you start uh, out then? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I, I thought it was. I was again, like I, I stated in the beginning. I think is you know, like on generally act, I was very pleasantly surprised by by the quality of this film and you know i i i wasn't um the 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 lulls for me were not from the movie it was the way i watched it and i think i need to go back Mm -hmm. and uh give it uh, a proper watch i think i'm going to pay the two dollars for prime the next couple days and and do that worth it yeah i i try to get around it like you always do and you know i thought i i really need to i think i want to actually do it for real so i i i'm I'm gonna do that and uh so i'm not gonna judge it on that uh of me being distracted by you know things around me and stuff like that during not having subtitles and things like that i thought the acting uh the the emotions seem to be conveyed through the dub at least you know like Mm -hmm. uh uh you know the the actual um acting and the way the line seemed to have be delivered in a physical presence uh mattered and i think that works well um i thought the physical i keep doing that practical effects are were really really good um you know there was you know some 1970s flailing of the arms and falling down but for the most part you know it worked pretty well i thought the for the uniforms to my untrained eye were nailed down the equipment was nailed down and now after talking to mike they were so you know it's 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 really good i mean i i was pleasantly surprised by this i was engaged and um it definitely gives you like a, I think what we always say it's like you know it gives you uh, a a way to kind of re- to start the path of researching this conflict on your own you know dive into it if you you know if you're yep. really interested really dive into it and it's a great launching point it's not hyena road to learn about the afghan war because if you do that you deserve nope 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 <laughs> i'm stay sorry 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 i got i got angry stay on target i got angry i got angry i got angry sorry <laughs> he's yeah, angry yeah. um don't do that don't do that don't I, d- no just, <laughs> just just stay away from that um uh yeah no it's a fantastic uh movie to launch yourself into research and i think it and even then i think to my untrained eye it seemed very accurate and a good representation of the era uh, I w- I'm I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a nine screaming Mel Gibson's out of ten. Mm. I'm only not gonna get and 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 a ten has to be you know probably Mel Gibson actually screaming, but you know it's 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 uh no it's it's it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a pleasant gem and very unexpected and was really really cool. Uh, Mike A. Goo. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I uh, I, lo- I love the again. I say I love the atmosphere, I love the feel of everything. Obviously, I like the messages and all that, the way it's conveyed. Um, I want to watch it again though, so I can have an even more solid opinion on it. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was very well done. I th- like the subtle way of the way everything's done in this movie. Again, I say that's the way I want to see a lot most war movies. I don't like them when they're over the top or cliched and all this stuff. I like them when they're more subtle and like you know just raw like that and um so that obviously i liked a lot of uh liked it a lot in that sense um i thought the actors were all did a really good job i thought the characters were all really interesting and um yeah it's just it's one of those gems that you just you know nobody fucking knows about but uh hopefully now people will that we're talking about it i guess um you know, one of those obscure things that uh, hopefully has some kind of resurgence uh, in, in uh, you know, the near future. So a uh, really good movie. Check it out. I would probably, I'm going to give it a uh, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Um, yes. Same thing. It's um, the acting I thought was not overdone. It's so easy to do in a war film. No matter what time period it is, it's so easy to overact. And I think the acting was actually pretty spot on. And the, like you said, the atmosphere, um, just the way everything kind of molded. There was a story that you could follow. It wasn't boring. Um, yet it wasn't like over the top, like action, you know, movie. It was like, well, oh shit, we have to go to the action again. But like, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of sense the stress of the people that are involved. And yeah, the uniforms and the gear, to my knowledge, I'm sure somebody will know more, but like, wasn't bad it wasn't as it wasn't so egregious there were a couple of vz24s that i saw were some extras in the some of the battle scenes whatever i can let that go because the rest of the film and the screaming 70s like ah turning around twisting die here's the thing is i can let that shit go as long as the rest of it's really good and delivers and this did um and so yeah it's overall yeah again it's a hidden gem it's i didn't know about this and brian brought this up and it's like, yeah, he got it. I think he got this from Sean. Was this from Sean? And Maybe this is the one Sean kept trying to get us to watch. Who knows? Might yeah. have been, but like, yeah, it, dude, it's a good recommendation. It's uh, it it actually followed through, and it was like again, 1970. I'm like, what the fuck? How did they get it? This, you know, but it's a foreign film. Again, I'm American, so it's foreign to me. Um, but that might be why. And they tried their best to get it as accurate as possible, from what I can see, especially 1970. And yeah, just it was very relatable and really enjoyable to watch and refreshing because it wasn't your cliche fucking war movie. And they put a lot of attention to detail even at that point. So I'm actually giving this a 9 out of 10 as well. Cool. So it's a 9 out of 10 because there, I mean, I can't give it a 10 because there are some things that are whatever, but like that's only one point off. So I actually really enjoyed this. Just kind of like an ungenerally act. We always come back to that one. And now I think this is another part of the litmus test. You know, when we refer back to what we think are good war films, I think this is going to be an ungentleman in the act. And then, you know, this yeah. film. So, yeah, yep. yeah, I, I agree. The, um, the average tonight comes out to 8.5. Um, I don't nice. know if that's the highest. Uh, I don't, th- it, it's, 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 up I think there it's with very the, much up the there. I think it's up there with ungentlemanly act and, uh, and uh, when that shakes the barley, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, there were there were there's some like that's the thing with this with this podcast I love is like 
it's our opinions, of course. Everybody's opinions are different, but like there are certain films that, well, all the films, we give it their fair trial. Yeah. I guess trial by fire. And if we don't like it, we don't like it. We would explain why. If we do, we explain why. And so you guys kind of get our cadence that are listening. But uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So. And, 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 and to kind of chime in what you said, it's like, you know, even the, the things that are, you know, wrong or egregious or maybe we don't like, they don't detract from the whole no. film. Correct. You know, it's they're very forgivable. Yeah. Very like, forgivable. Like Mamma Mia <laughs> music. <laughs> Yeah, that, like, that, that's, like, like that's, that's part of that like, point. Like, that, you know, yeah. yeah, it's does it distract me? Yes, yep. but it doesn't bring down my my score, which is a nine. You know, right? Uh, do the yep. flailing arms, you know, distract from the score or distract me from the overall me liking the movie? No, because it's part of the era. Same yeah. thing with the music. You know, the, so it's the, like the Frankenstein yeah. Schwarzloose. You know, that's uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like <laughs> we we how long did we spend on that? Like twenty minutes, like dissecting what the fuck that thing is. But yeah. like, but, but it's... we at least we at least we could figure out what the fuck they tried to right. do, and that they actually did it the best right. they could. And it's like, okay, it's not that yeah. bad. And, so, and, and you yeah. know, it's like again, it's like you think about it, it's like they weren't expecting people fifty two years later to dissect frame by frame of a of something that wasn't even a concept for them to be able to ever think about. You yeah. know, the fact that we're sitting here frame by frame watching because the, the concept of pausing your project frame by frame was not even conscious. No, no. no. Alien. Yeah. yeah. So so like so if you think about yeah. it, like the goal to, to to convince someone for the what the five seconds it's on screen, that's real. If that and yeah. then for, and for them right. to have to improve that, they have to go back and go pay another ticket and go back and watch it again. Like, you know, it's it, you know, it right. works. It works, yeah. so it well, doesn't detract from yeah. our scores. You that's know? a funny thing is that you, you couldn't freeze frame back then because if you stopped the film, the fucking light would have burnt the film. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You just had to, may, yeah. may, maybe you so, could have sat there and like taken a picture, you know, if like a film negative on your camera in the right. theater, and that probably be the only way you could actually like sit down and. But and, then you have to go scan. to have it develop. Yeah, you have the flash. Yeah, and, yeah you get developed. Yeah, you have the flash, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Please get out of the Yeah, I hear nerd. <laughs> and then, like, maybe it turned out, maybe it right. didn't because of the flash right. and the fucking contract. <laughs> yeah. You get lucky, but yeah, it's so, yeah. But um, no, I that, that's another thing that I took in consideration is like the time it was made and does it, does it resonate? Okay. Does it, it resonates with the, we didn't even get into because we already kind of discussed this, like the, the horseshit leadership of that. And which we already discussed on past glory, but it was, it was conveyed very well. And it's a very consistent theme in this film, which yeah, I thought is timeless because that does not change it. Well, in my experience, it's, like when yeah. I was in it, it does it, not change. It seems to be the common you know? theme. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with Vietnam movies and stuff like that. So yeah, I like that it hit a bunch of good points and whatever. So yeah. Anyway, that was a great watch. I actually enjoyed watching that and yeah, I'm going to, definitely never forget yeah. this so yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna right. be recommending guys... this to people for world war one movies oh yeah. for sure uh yep and so uh do you guys have anything else uh no i think that's it no all right i'll go ahead and uh see us out so thank you for listening to this episode of scuttlebutt and uh appreciate you listening and we'll see you on the next episode fuck you brian <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, 
make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.